0: Love Talk Radio Good morning, good morning It's Sunday morning In the Word We typically start at 7 o'clock Today we're starting at 7.20 It's interesting So I kind of told on myself But we've been on sabbatical For a couple of weeks A couple of months rather But God has been faithful nonetheless And we are studying God's Word Systematically you know there is a um teaching that we have been on, and um we're going to we're gonna add an addendum to it before we go to the second division and so I think it's very important I think it's very important that we um i think it's very important that we as the body of christ. Learn some things in the Word of God. And when I was teaching, I said something under the unction of the Holy Spirit, and then he qualified it with the Scriptures. And um, we're going to see that that was always in the plan and and take it from there. Amen. So we're going to go back to our foundation passage, and I'm going to give you this introduction because I think that um, – one of the things I'm going to do in the next coming days, I'm going to do a special set of series kind of truncating that first division. We did like five lessons on it, and I'm going to put it down to two lessons uh, for each division um, from now on and kind of kind of get uh, in this uh, new rhythm that the Lord is kind of helping me with. And um, I'm excited about it, but I want to bring out some things. Uh, that I have never brought out before in teaching. And Sundays is kind of when I kind of let it go. I kind of let y'all have it. Now, there's some other courses that we're going to have and some other studies that we're going to have that's going to be uh, very practical. But I am not trying to be practical in this teaching. I am not, as a matter of fact, I'm trying to unload. Um, a, on on Sunday mornings in the words and, and and as a and and in addition to this matter of the fact um <laughs> if there is such a thing uh, we i want to uh give more um i want to give more uh teachings uh that are a lot more um for people that have been saved a long time you know we always Uh, are rooting for the underdog, if you will, those that are coming into the knowledge of the truth and making certain that we are discipling um, new believers and conversion is taking place. And that is a serious thing that we need to do because it's at a decline. But there is also another ministry, and that's to show the house to the house. And uh, one of the things is we don't have enough teaching out there for believers that are already establishing the word that needs to grow up. And get some more meat The Bible says strong Strong meat Hebrews 6 Is for the um, for the mature Or for those who have exercised their senses To discern good from evil And that's what this is uh, we, we are really honing in On our perception um, In particular to our defense And our discernment when it comes to the faith To the faith Which is the overall Picture of God's plans do you get what I'm saying? The Bible says, "Without faith, it's impossible to please God." He wasn't talking about someone's individual ambition to achieve their desire, the desires of their heart. That's a manipulation. Um, but when He's talking about faith, He or uh, faith in that sense, and you can look it up in the Greek, He is He is really speaking of of His plan. Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence thing not seen. Whose hope? Not your hope. His hope. What is his hope? That none perish, but all come into the knowledge of the truth. We have to teach the word in proper context. And of course, the just uh, in Hebrews, he is preaching about the superiority of 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 Christ's system versus the old covenant. So it is and the covenant is the intent or of his heart or his will enacted and in the test the the testament cannot be enforced until the testator die. So when he's speaking of faith in the in, in the book of Hebrews, he is talking about the plan of God being being fulfilled and being able to be fulfilled legally because Jesus came to do the will of his father. And then he says, I will write this new law, this new way on their hearts so they can be a people that are conscious internally, instinctively. Hallelujah. I haven't even started. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word because it's your word that causes us to live, move, and have our being. And it is your word that reveals the truth that we need to know. And as we continue in it, it makes us free. We relinquish our rights to your Holy Spirit that is the educator and guide today to give us an understanding, Father, a deeper understanding of your word, and because your word is potent and full of power, we just believe the things that will be accomplished and revealed today will set the captives free, in Jesus' name, amen, amen, glory to God. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 12. And um, and I'll tell you what, um, basically how this um, teaching came to light. Um, when we have been on a theme this year of triumph, and triumph in Christ is a series of Overcoming, But typically you see the word triumph back in the day that it was used in the religious connotation was when someone died in the middle of a battle, but they still courageously exemplified some form of faith. And so you would, uh, uh, especially if somebody was Christian and they had some type of disease that was um, um, uh, terminal, okay, uh, we would say they were triumphant. If they endured. And uh, so um, triumph is a series of battles. And when the Lord had told me about triumph uh, two years ago, about 2019 being a year of triumph, that we would have to overcome. And in 2015, he gave me the teaching and the study, The Overcoming Way. The overcoming way, and and of course, you know there's three areas that you really have to overcome in life. You got to overcome sin. You got to overcome in the world, and then you have to learn how to overcome by faith. And one of the things that um, in that teaching that has been the hardest to teach is that faith one, because you have a perception out there that that um, faith in the um, uh, how it's used is to get what you want. And because that has been the agenda, and this is where the, the you have to you have to really see uh have to have integrity with 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 what you're teaching if 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 the resolve is not the fulfillment of god's plan, then it's not it cannot please God because faith is a law and it's a life style of the justified. Do you hear what I'm saying? And so justification is one of those studies that if you're going to overcome by faith, you're going to need to know, first of all, that you're saved, but you need to know why you're saved so that you can have confidence in the day of evil and be able to walk out that confidence without without compromise of of, of overall achieving God's plan for your life and when we throw our terms out there without proper connotation then the concept of salvation if that is skewed then you won't you won't have a security or a blessed assurance when the trials of life when the day of contradiction when those when those days that seem like it's contrary to what what idealism should be is 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 going to ruffle your feathers and rock your boat instead of strengthen your faith and and develop endurance, which is necessary for you to be achieve this triumph in life. No matter what, we win. And and a lot of times, if if that is your, when that is your mentality, to win in this life. And I'm not talking about winning rewards. I'm talking about knowing, having that assurance in your life that you know that you're saved, that you know that you're spirit-filled, that you know that you're in sync with the plan of God for your life because you're going to have trouble in this world. You're going to go through things that are temptuous, and you're going to have to learn how to have tenacious steadfastness in the day of evil and not compromise or conform with the world. But that's gonna take on transformation. Transition. Hallelujah. Do y'all get the yearly thing? I said there's a way, how are we gonna try up? We're gonna have to first of all be transformed. We're gonna have to have transformative living, transformative thinking. We're gonna learn how to embark on the transformative consecration. And then we're gonna have to learn how to transition in changing times. We're gonna have to learn how to move in and out of situations. Glory to God. But then we're gonna also have to learn how to transfigure into that nature of christ to a whole nother level and so this teaching takes takes us through the the uh overall basically uh, introduction of this by highlighting um uh, revisiting the security that we need to have when we're saved but then we found some interesting things in that and, and let me pull up my notes. <laughs> glory to god uh in this teaching and, and it's one of those non-cookie-cutter teachings you know uh, because I know, first of all, a lot of people not even taught about justification. Because you got to know the Bible. <laughs> you you can't just you can't just put them down. one of the things I like about the book of e- Hebrews is you can look at the top of every of every chapter and get a sense of the of, of one story, and that one story just like Isaiah. Uh, parallels to the Bible, this really parallels to the New Covenant. If you want to learn New Covenant theology, it starts kind of in Ephesians. You can see a little bit of it in Romans 5 and 6. But then really in the book of Hebrews, you get to understand the distinction between the old and the new and what was eradicated and what was uh, embraced. And one of the things I I, um, was uh, looking at in some notes in another class that has nothing to do with my teaching, but it was a very beautiful point um, in the class, and and that is, um, and I think it's good for our notes, and you can write this down because this is the commentary on the other book. Hallelujah, that's the name of the subject. Today, the other book, <laughs> the other book, and we're gonna talk about that. I'm gonna do something that I very rarely do. I'm gonna teach in Revelation because, of course, um, uh, now if you have not heard my teaching on Revelation as a catalyst as a uh, as a catalyst which was done three years ago, you are missing out. Go on our blog talk and look, look at these teachings that we have. We, You know, one of the things that the Lord has blessed, we've been on for 12 years, and um, we have over 200 Bible studies. That means we've been teaching this word for a long time. If you ever, you don't need to go anyplace else, but if you want to go to other places, we understand. We welcome that. But we got enough teaching to set the devil on fire on this this platform. Glory to God. And so we definitely want to encourage you to get in this word. I'm going to do some apostolic correction in a couple of weeks because uh, there was some teaching that was presented by one of the instructors on here that that were in conflict with my teaching. And because of that, we're going to make certain that that doesn't happen. And so um, uh, that's it's always an interesting thing to do, but sometimes you just got to do it because at the end of the day, this is the platform that God gave me. He didn't give nobody else it. Hallelujah. So you gotta make certain that you, you you know, you have to tell people listen to who I mean people have their own opinion, but you gotta listen to the one who you're supposed to be listening to. <laughs> you know, and we've been on here for a long time, but that's why I just wanna make certain that the doctrine that we teach is, is not in conflict with what what um some because somebody else is, is is using this platform to grow and develop and enhance their own, I don't want you to get confused. On what we don't, what we do and don't do on here, amen. And I know I'm as controversial as they come, but I am as biblical as far as uh, uh, not playing with this with this platform, amen. Now, uh, I got to get my um, Lord, my notes up. I'm, I'm Hebrews chapter twelve, you know, is where we got our theme, and we looked at um, a, a very interesting um, portion of the. Of the, of the um, chapter Amen And it's around 23 I believe Amen And, um, and in Verse 22 It says But ye are come unto the Mount Zion Unto a city of the living God I love that That God is living The heavenly Jerusalem Now why is he telling people on earth about this Because they've come to this When they come through Jesus the mediator what is the what is the first part of this of this chapter? And that's why you got to go back to verse one. Wherefore, seeing we also have a compass with a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. He is not talking to dead people. He's talking about living people that are alive in Christ. Okay, and it says, let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus. The so this is about a perspective that we should have the author and the finisher of our faith. Is that what the word says? Who for the joy that was set before him, what did he do? He endured the cross. Did y'all hear what I said? Despise the shame and is set down on the right hand of God. So consider him that endured such contradictions of sinners against himself. We should be weary and faint and wear. Your minds, your perception has to be in hand. Ye have not resisted unto blood, striving against what? Against sin. In other words, this is this is what your perception should be. You have to lay aside things and focus in on what's important. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? So when it says, listen, you come, let's go down to 23. There's a no more company in heaven because I, he, what he's letting you know, because he starts off talking about the witnesses in heaven that are waiting for you in the clouds. That you just have you have an obligation for those who have died in faith glory to God bless his name oh thank you Lord for the Holy Ghost that just sat on me today thank you lord Jesus but you have a you have a you have a um you have a loyalty to god's kingdom that 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 same power and influence and insight and instinctive obedience well, is 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 based on this? These people that are waiting for you to get in place, and you got to get beyond your sins. Hallelujah! Let's let's talk a little deeper, because you have a company. You've been brought. You've been brought consciously aware of this heavenly Jerusalem and this a new world company of angels. Okay, to so the general assembly, to the church of the firstborn now here is where the whole whole um revelation takes on another connotation because then afterwards in the next chapter uh,
1: uh
0: which is the last chapter he is speaking now to the church and he's and he's and he's restoring at this point and if you go to the other chapters just what uh, 11 or 10 other chapters ahead uh 11 other chapters ahead he is speaking in, in diverse times. I spake by the prophets. And this is why we got problems with prophets now. We're still trying to take the place of Jesus. And now I'm speaking through my son. And when he says that, he's speaking because the church is his son. It's his sons. And that's why the church is governed by the Holy Spirit. It's a theocracy. It's a it's a it's a company that is sensitive to the Holy Spirit. We're going to prove that today in scripture because we got another book that we have to we have to um we have to understand. And it says listen which he which is written in heaven. So the firstborn of the church which are written in heaven. I want you to pay attention to that. And the God, the judge of all and to the spirits of a just man, just men made perfect, and Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, of the new covenant—that's one book—to the blood and the the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. See that ye refuse not him that speaketh, who Jesus. For so if they escape not who refused him that spake on earth, much more shall shall not we escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven. Whose voice then shook the earth, but now hath promised, saying, yet once more, I will shake not the earth only, but also heaven. Now, the, the, of course, the New Covenant is one book. And, and we were saying, sound of the trumpet of the voice of I wanted to show you where the book was. Glory to God. So in my study, we talked about justification by the book, justification by the blood, and justification by a bold declaration of faith. That's how we've categorized this teaching. Amen. And then um, we, we learned that the book, Of course, is the Bible, the New Covenant, but then there's another book in the Scripture, which is the Book of Life, and that's what I want to talk about. Let me show you, um, let me give some insight on why I came up with this concept. And I didn't come up with this concept. I don't want to take credit for the Lord's work, but I wanted to show you in the Scripture um, where that came from. Okay. Amen. Uh, um, I want to ask you, um, in this class, and I want you to, if you have your notebook, to write down your convictions about the Book of Life. And what you know about the Book of Life. I want you to also, in your own time, to discover, I want you to also discover what how you've, um, Governs your life, if you will. Okay. All right. Keep that in mind as we, as we move on in this, on this teaching. All right. So. All right. Let's go. Um. We we isolated. Of course, now Jesus. In this, in this case, we're we're seeing. Um, oh, that's wonderful. Um, let's go to thirteen, right quick. Same book, Hebrews chapter thirteen, verse seven. Remember them, which have rule over you who have spoken unto you the word of God. Now that so what is he doing when he says rule over you? What rule? The, those that that want one want, and this is an honest assessment that we have to all come in to, to see have we allowed people to speak the word of God over us? And a lot of times most people haven't. Um but uh but he says, Remember them which have spoken the word, who have spoken the word unto you, the word of God, whose faith follow. Consider the end of their conversation or their conduct, their convictions, their character. That's what that, that word conversation means. It doesn't mean talking. Just like the word confession in the Bible never means repeat somebody else's statement or regurgitating scripture. Confession is always a a, a definitive stand um, of a person's conviction. Do you get what I'm saying? And and that requires a revelation. You cannot confess something that you don't have a revelation of and expect it to be respected. And you see that with the people that tried to declare deliverance. Um, to people who were demonically oppressed because they didn't have a connection with God, what happened? They got beat up by the things that they were they were trying to cast out. They weren't a part of what would cast it out. They got their butts kicked. You know what I'm saying? So you got to remember this, this. When he's talking about people that carry the word of God, they got to have revelatory insight. That you can live by, which is another reason why it is very important of who you sit under, who teaches you the word of God, who you call your pastor. You don't need to give everybody that privilege. You don't need to waste your time going with fans and just attending places. See, I don't know where we got that from. And yeah, the, the, yeah we can go into that dialogue, but that would take too much. We find out that God speaks through scripture situations, suggestions of sanctified others in the scripture. And and Jesus here he is speaking directly to his son. Do you hear what I'm saying? So Jesus is letting us know in, in this depiction that we shouldn't refuse him that's speaking. And what is Jesus speaking to? The times, of course, this book is written well after Jesus was physically on the earth. They're talking about the authority of his reign that that establishes the covenant. This whole book is about covenant. Uh, what's old, what's new. Okay? Now, considering the end of their conversation, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and ever, but be not carried about with with diverse and strange doctrines, for it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace, not with meats which are not profited them that have been occupied therein. We have an altar, my God. We have a place of sacrifice, therefore they have they have no right to eat which are served, which serve the tabernacle. For the bodies of those beasts whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by God, so this is going into um, um you know how we you know those uh of course he's depicting the tabernacle, the temporary usages of, of things to remove sin from the people and 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 that blood that was offered before the Lord to really appease sin, of course it was the innocent, the lambs, the bulls, the goats. And the heifers, glory to God, um, um, which they would bring through a, a, a certain gate in the tabernacle. Of course, the tabernacle had a tent around it, but there was an entrance. So he's talking about an entrance. Wherefore, Jesus, uh, and, and Jesus, what it says, with the blood that they brought into, and we're going to talk about the blood. Of course, y'all know I'm going to get into the blood. I love the blood for the highest priest to sin and burn without the camp. Wherefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate. In other words, he didn't have somebody bring him in. He offered himself. Glory to God. And so that's why it says you can't refuse Jesus. And listen, there is no salvation and no justification without Jesus. And a lot of times people glorify and romance how they got saved. You should have been saved they wanna they want they want you to cry and tell your story how you came to jesus that ain't a that ain't your story that ain't the point now I remember one time years ago I was working construction, doing insulation and this lady um, wanted to – she really didn't have a bad story. And she says, you know, I want to be one of them people because at their church, one of the things that they would emphasize is um, baptism, rightfully so. And um, But before you could be baptized, you had to declare publicly why you were saved. And um, a lot of times, those stories, she said, everybody, they would be moved to tears, their stories. She said, but I just don't feel like I have that tear moving. I said, well, where in the scripture <laughs> you know, does, that, does that happen? Because really, that's an ambition to try to take credit for the Lord's word. You know, they tell some type of stories. Some of them good stories, don't get me wrong. But that's not the purpose. Jesus is the one that justifies us, amen. Now I, I wanna and I'm, I'm I'm gonna load that in a second with that, but I wanted you to see. Let us go forth therefore unto him with without the camp, bearing his reproach, Jesus' reproach. For here here have we no um continuing city, but we seek one to come. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifices of praise to God continually, that is, the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. But to do good and to communicate, that means to give, forget not, for with such sacrifices God is well pleased. Obey them that have what? Rule over you or those whom you submit to the word of God. Let's go to the same chapter. And submit yourselves for they watch over your souls as they must give an account that they that they may do it with joy and not with grief for it is unprofitable for so you pray for us and we trust that we have a good conscience and all things willing to live honestly glory to God I want to stop there cuz you need you need somebody that that's telling you they're telling you to submit they need to live honestly glory to God hallelujah Praise the Lord. Of course, you know, I honor my childhood pastors, my, my former pastors, all the ones that were pastors toward toward me, my grandfather being the first, my spiritual father, Pastor Campbell, um, who are still with me presently, and then my um, precious childhood pastor, Dr. Joseph Mills, who's with the Lord, and Dr. Betty Poindexter-People, who's with the Lord, and then Dr. Michelle Jackson, who's with the Lord. I honor all of those. Um, Who have helped instill the word of God and character in me I do honor their life and memory With my own life And that's what I want to talk to you today about The fall of humanity caused by sin Is caused by sin Sin is any behavior, word or thought That is contrary to the perfection of God The consequence of a curse upon the world Was invoked through Adam the people, the animals, the planets, and the very ground, the scripture says was cursed. You can refer to Genesis three, fourteen through nineteen. Their sinner brought upon them the judgment of God. And the only just punishment for such a high treason was eternal death. Romans six twenty-three. But God then put into play a system by which human beings could find pardon for sin. God killed an animal and made garments, and made men, um, made women to cover men and women to cover their necks that now brought them to shame. Genesis three twenty one. In doing so, God painted a picture of what he what he would do a thousand years later when the perfect lamb was slain to take away the sins of the world. John one twenty nine. In John 13, Revelation thirteen eight, Jesus is the personification of God's plan. Jesus gives the perceptions awakened by revelation knowledge of the truth. And then he tells us when the spirit of truth comes, he will lead and guide you into all truth. Or when the comforter comes, he will lead and guide you into all truth. And the first thing he's going to do is testify of what? Jesus, why? Because he's a representation of the truth. And then there's a public declaration and display of our faith enacted. Now, here's where where when I was speaking under the Spirit, the Lord said, well, you know, there's the book of the Bible, but there's also the book of life. And I said, okay. And then he, then he began to say, you know, justification releases an appreciation of our Savior, and power in His finished work. And then it's for us to apprehend the gospel so we can grow. And then we ought to accept the access for His grace for living and approach the uh, throne of grace through the word with boldness, through the authority of the blood. But justification is an act, it is the act of God removing the guilt and the penalty of sin while at the same time making the sinner righteous through Christ's. Atoning sacrifice, and that was done before the foundation of the world. Now here's where the Book of Life comes in. Revelation chapter three, verse five. Let's read it, and let's read let's read this word good. Glory to God. I have a a, a, a teacher, endearing teacher, that tickles me because he's like, we're gonna get in it. We're gonna get in it. <laughs> it's like, get him what? Glory to God. Verse five: He that overcometh the same shall be clothed in white remnant, and I and I will blot out the name, uh, blot out his name of the book of life. But I will, I will not blot out his name from the book of life. Here's what the book of life: I will confess his name before my Father and before His angels. And he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. Of course, this was was was. Communicated to the Church of Sardis, right? Now let's let's look at this because the Book of Life was first introduced in Revelation chapter three, but the concept of life, um, the life of God, um, it was not introduced in Revelation chapter three. Now he he mentions it there. We we'll go to thirteen. Now, why do you why do you say, uh, Brother Breeland, that you don't really teach from Revelation? Because Revelation is a what? A revelation. It is someone's uh, encounter with God for them to reveal, for him to reveal a truth based on their perception. It, it, is, it is that that imagery and stuff. The imagery is out there. The, the key is you abstract the truth. But the imagery of how that truth is revealed is based on that person's enlightenment. The way God reveals things to me and the way God will reveal things to you, what may be completely different. It doesn't de- uh, deter or um, uh, my, my capacity to be uh, receive things from God is not any better or any less. But they they are definitely distinct. And so the revelation of uh, on, of, of this book is the revelation that God gave John on the hour called Pat. So when you read it, you, that's why you don't read it with fear, and it says blessed are those who read it because you are really getting how God shaped this mind to show how the church is never going to end, how the people of God are going to be saved, and how the will of God is going to be done. That's what we appreciate. So we take out the truth, not the imagery. Although, you know, these, these imageries are really bold and distinct. I mean we're not looking for horses. I mean we listen, there's nothing wrong with horses. There's nothing wrong with dragons. There's nothing wrong with I mean, the the angels that kept seven candlesticks. not there's no, there is not we are not taken away from the revelation. But we're not looking for that. What we are taking from this is there is a new heaven and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. And we haven't seen that. And that's what we're going to grasp. You know you I'm saying? I'm all about of time. But I want to go back to this uh, Revelation, Revelation chapter 13, verse 8. And all that will dwell upon the earth shall worship, whose names are not written in the book of life of, life of the Lamb slain before the foundation of the world. If any man have an ear, let him hear. Now, of course, this is talking about with the war on earth, of the, the end time, of course, and you can read it, and there was a great given power of mouth, speaking great things, the blasphemy, the power that was given of him to continue 40 uh, forty in two months, and he opened up this mouth, blasphemy against God, blasphemy, name. it's talking about the, and it was given unto him to make war with the saints, and to overcome them. And the power was given over all kindreds and tongues and nations. And they that dwell upon the earth worship them. So this is talking about the beast. And I stood in the sand of the sea and saw beasts arrive out of the sea having seven heads and horns. You get what I'm saying? What did he see? And this is a depiction, okay? We'll get into that in a second. We'll get into that next lesson because I don't want to... I don't want to confuse, but I wanted you to understand that this book of life has been provided. There's a book with a list with names. And, and back in the day, when we were in church, we would we would say when we would open up the altars, make sure your name was written in the Lamb's book of life. And, and what I found, glory to God, praise the Lord, I, because I, I I get joy. And sometimes y'all hear me getting excited. It's not because of what I'm saying. It's because of what I know. Um, I get joy because this this book of life is something that we, as the body of Christ, need to revisit. That God is looking at our life The just live by faith. Our life by faith, then, is is what God is after. How we live. This is about a quality of life. And the scripture tells us in John in him was the life and the life was the light of men and darkness comprehended it not. And this this is exactly what he's talking about with these people that are preserved in in um preserved before the foundation of the world. That their name is written in the Lamb's book of life and nobody can write it off. Who does it belong to? It's Jesus. When your life is here with it says my life is here with Christ and God and it does not appear what I shall be, but when I am, I am like him. This Christ likeness that we're talking about in this life is a prescribed way of triumph. It's a prescribed way of victory. It's a prescribed way of overcoming overcoming against the contradictions and the wars and the ways of the world and the wickedness in the land, we have a life. And that life Jesus died for, and that life uh, was your life preserved and hid and written in the book before the foundation of the world, and you need to learn the other book. Do you hear what I'm saying? If anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the what? The lake of fire. Glory to God. In Revelation chapter 20, verse 15. Then 22 says, and if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God will take away his share of the tree of life in the holy city. So we need to look up this life. In him was the life and the life of man. So what I want to do in the next coming uh, co- uh next the next time we're on here in the justification, we just opened up the uh the, the, the lesson. What I want to do in the next in the next teaching is is give you what God means about life. I gave a good acronym that will help you L I F E living in a God like state, focusing on eternal matters. That's a good way to start it. But we need to look into this life because it is that it is that book that that name written that is so key to us really existing um in God's plan and living out God's best for our lives. Amen. 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 Again, praise the Lord. Amen. I feel like I love you hanging, but that's okay. we live to listen again, praise the Lord.
1: Hallelujah.
0: But I want I wanted to talk about that. Uh, in in that and um, um, I, re- I could have taken you to Revelation chapter twenty and I saw the dead, in great and small, standing before the throne, and books were open. Then another book was open. What did I say? The name of this lesson was Justification. Commentary on the other book. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I got that from Revelation chapter 20 verse 12 Which which is the book of life And the dead were judged By what was written in the books According to what they have done Now The reason why I want to talk about this And and I'm going to close I promise you But the reason why I want to talk about this Is because we got a teaching out there about grace As if we are not supposed to do anything anymore Because of the finished work of Jesus That's not true You got a lot to do And God is looking for the light of your life To make an impact on this earth And to leave a contribution that cannot be denied Because before the foundation of the world Before he brought you here He gave you an assignment to fulfill It's not to work for other people It is to fulfill a part of God's plan. And you are a part of God's plan. And that's what the devil wants to convince you, that you have no part in this. You do. You have very much so a part in the plan of God. And this generation shall not pass until all these things be fulfilled. In Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for your word. Thank you for the opportunity to study your word. And I just believe the best is yet to come. In Jesus' name. I trust that whatever you set your hands to do, you'll do. Greater is he that's within you than he that's within the world. Glory to God. Justification. By the book, the other comment the commentary on the other book. Amen. More on the next lesson.